Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe presented by Coop Aleworks. We're coming to you from Los Angeles. The Thunder is two-thirds of the way done of this three-game West Coast road trip. The Thunder just defeated the Los Angeles Lakers last night. And so we had to bring in Matt Pinto because... I think we got a lot to talk about. What do you, I don't know. There's a couple of topics that we can discuss here today. (laughs) The Thunder with a very big win over the Lakers last night. And it truly was a a rare atmosphere to be in inside of Crypto.com Arena. LeBron James, obviously, in that third quarter, becoming the NBA's all-time scoring leader. The Thunder showed a lot of poise, showed a lot of composure to really focus in that game and end up getting the job done. But we got to talk about the the atmosphere yeah. in that in that arena last night because it was unlike anything I've ever seen. Matt, I know you've been doing this for a very long time. Have you seen anything like that? No, not even close. Uh, because every time LeBron came close to touching the ball, the building was absolutely buzzing. You had uh, you know the the uh, phones um, yeah. all flashing uh, for what were magical moments uh, mm-hmm. on the way to history and. Uh, it was a night when the the ring under or, or along the court was um, surrounded by stars and his family and friends. And I'll tell you what, when I got to the arena and heard that he had flown a lot of people in from Ohio, mm-hmm. my thinking is, okay, this is going to be the night. He's going it for it. Clear. Yeah, he sure is. And he did. It's amazing just what the NBA coming to OKC has done for so many people. It's opened up so many horizons for Thunder fans who didn't have an NBA team to root for before. I think about just the the intersections that the Thunder has made over the course of the the years. Dirk Nowitzki's last playoff game, Tim Duncan's final playoff, final game ever, Kobe Bryant's final road game, and then the Thunder happens to be in town in Los (laughs) Angeles for LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record. It's just, it's an amazing thing what being in a being a pro town can do for you and um the the types of experiences that you can have and i know that we were all extremely fortunate to just be in the building and even better was the way that the youngest team in the nba was able to handle all of those trappings that the 10 to 15 minute shutdown of the game and then get back out there and, and they go on a, an amazing 12-0 run in the fourth quarter to kind of put this game away. Yeah, we need to talk about the fact that this is the youngest team in the NBA. Yeah. And not only are they going up against the Lakers and LeBron, who is chasing the scoring title, but they're also facing the Lakers for the first time this season. Yeah. So it was just like everything was very new for the Thunder in this experience. And you look at a guy like Jay Dub, who had the initial matchup on LeBron. You look at a guy like Jay Will, who was in the starting lineup, one of his spot starts this season. And they really hunkered down and got the job done. But we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the the shot that LeBron made in the, at the end of the third quarter, 10 seconds left, goes to his one of his most comfortable go-to shots right there, corner elbow, and knocked down a jumper. And immediately just pandemonium in the gym. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was frenzied. Uh, it was a one-legged fadeaway, mm-hmm. which LeBron, I'm not going to say he has, is the guy that you know initiated it. Dirk probably is the one that's most sure. renowned for it, but LeBron picks up things as he goes. He's always mm-hmm. added to his game. I'm just floored by the prep for the game last night to prepare as best I could for the possibility of the moment to file through what this guy has done because like him or not, based on some of the stands he's taken on and off the court. I don't know of a player that came into the league with the fanfare he did and has exceeded expectations. He's truly iconic. Uh, The youngest player to hit the thousand milestones from a thousand to 38,000. He'll hit 40,000 if he chooses to no question. And this guy was not 
projected as a scoring player. He was projected as a guy that's going to set his teammates up, is mm-hmm. going to be a physical force of nature that can get out on the break and electrify the crowd and you know inspire his teammates. But he's made himself a player in the modern game that has right. been an indestructible force. So whether you like him or not, in terms of some of the personal dynamics involved, you have to admire what he's accomplished. And now he is firmly in the conversation as to whether or not he is the greatest player in the history of the sport because he scored more than anybody else and he's fourth in assists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people will, I think detractors will say, um, Michael went to six finals and won six. He's been to 10 and won four. But the volume of getting there 10 times yes. is pretty significant as well. Yeah, consistency is yeah. the the absolute marker mm-hmm. of LeBron James's career. I think it's something that um, when it's all said and done, people will marvel at just how he was able to repeat the process. And it's an inspiration to everybody. And Matt, yeah. to your point, um, you know, to have a guy with that much fanfare, I remember seeing LeBron play as a high schooler yep. and the gym being just as packed as it was <laughs> yeah. in Crypto.com Arena last night. Just to pull the, the curtain back a little bit on a couple things from last night, um, ESPN's Malika Andrews asked Darvin Ham before the game what I thought was a very interesting question, which is, you know, Kareem had the skyhook. That was his patented shot. LeBron, what what would be the shot that you would remember him for? And I was, Darvin Ham didn't really quite have an answer. And I was thinking about that, you know, is it the, the, the alley-oop from, Le, from Dwayne Wade and the, the, the one-handed jam? Is it that sidestep three on the left wing? And then as he was setting up to take that jumper at the left elbow, it was hitting me. Oh, you know, this makes sense. This is a, this is a classic LeBron shot. Get to your spot. Get to this comfort spot in the middle of the floor. He's a three-level scorer all time, mm-hmm. and and he's a, he showed that last night. He scored at all three levels and did a fantastic job of it. One other small thing. We talked to Mark Dagnall after the game. We talked to Josh Giddy after the game. Mark is younger than LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Josh Giddy <laughs> yeah. was one years old when LeBron James <laughs> made his NBA de- debut. And it was so incredible to just hear both of those thunder mm-hmm personnel talk about LeBron and his impact over the course of time. Mark made the point that you made, Matt, which is this guy had more expectations heaped on him than any other Mm -hmm. athlete in history, probably. Mm -hmm. And he exceeded them without, you know, any of these massive scandals or or things like that. It's just incredibly impressive. And then Josh said, you know, this is a guy that he's idolized. Mm -hmm. He can't think of the NBA without thinking about LeBron James. And here he is going up toe to toe and competing against him in this amazing moment. And, and LeBron in, in sort of sizing up all of it and being asked the question about what is your patented shot? He says it's his tomahawk dunk. Yeah. yeah. The one handed mm-hmm. tomahawk dunk. And the other thing was last night uh, in the portrait behind him, after he had broken the record that the NBA devised with his hands up, um, the, the name on the back of his Jersey showing all time leading scorer in the NBA he said, I would like to have had some powder. No yeah, yeah, right. That's that was part of what yeah. people remember me for as yeah. well. The big yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was interesting because we talked to Kenrich Williams. He was, he was defending LeBron on that shot. Mm-hmm. We talked to him in the locker room and he was asked, you know, what, what makes that shot so difficult to guard? And he was like, well, he's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is very big and he yeah. is very strong. And when you ask, you know, Jalen Williams, what he learned about, defending LeBron tonight. He is very strong. And this it's a really good lesson for the young guys. But I, I want to go back to Kenrich because Coach Dagnalt said something in the moment that I thought that was was so powerful and spoke so highly of Kenrich is that Yes, he's going to be get down, go down in history now as the guy defending LeBron yeah. James when he he made that NBA scoring title. But Coach Dagnalt said the, the best thing about Kenrich's comp- competitiveness is his vulnerability. Like, 
he's going to be in the fight. Yeah. He's going to be willing to stick his nose in the fight. So, of course, yes, it makes sense that Kenrich was the one that took up the challenge to defend LeBron when he was just two points away from making that all-time scoring record. We often talk about guys making business decisions yeah. on potential <laughs> yes. poster dunks. Well, yes. That shot, that, that photo is going to be a poster in tons of, of people's 100%. houses over the course of time. And you know what? Kenrich Williams was not afraid to be the guy in that poster. And, and I say jokingly, the Thunder had great strategy. Let him get it done before the third quarter's over. <laughs> right. On factor in the fourth, go out and win the game, right? That's right. And, and it was a totally different game in the fourth quarter. 100%. Yes, yeah. definitely. So there was a lot to talk about. We're going to get into the actual, the, the happenings of this game right after the break. Don't go anywhere. Coop Works is the proud sponsor of Thunder Basketball Universe. Brewers of the fan favorites, F5 IPA and 99 Calorie Ice Chest IPA. You'll find those and many more Coop beers at retailers across Oklahoma. Learn more at CoopLWorks.com. All right, we should probably talk about what, what actually happened in terms of some game action in this game because it really was a great game for the Thunder. They put up 133 points, won the game by three, and the fourth quarter, Nick, you teased it, is really where the Thunder had to really test their mettle yeah. because the Lakers, obviously, the, the scoring record was in the third quarter. Now it was time to get down to business. And the Lakers, after the Thunder had led by as many as 15 points, they tied the game in the fourth quarter, and the Thunder really had to – maintain control of this one what'd you see from from the group in that fourth well how many times in an nba game do we see a team that has built a big lead then it gets slashed mm -hmm. and then you know kind of the wheels start to come off particularly a young team going up against such a veteran laden group like this and so for the thunder to respond with that 12-0 run with all that game pressure no timeout by mark dagnall which i thought was amazing and yeah. something that he said after the game was our team acted like they expected everything that was going to happen on the floor to happen, and then they followed through on just reacting to it as opposed to you know getting flustered by right. it. And so um, that that twelve zero burst started within the Isaiah Joe three. Seems like that uh, that seems to be a <laughs> we've said that for once this, or twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then Jalen Williams gets involved. He makes a steal, one of his career high six steals in the game, mm -hmm. um, and it just it, it seemed to be this great coalescing of the way that the Thunder wanted to play: get out and run hit threes on catch and shoots after gashing the paint. The Thunder had 17 threes in the game, and, and they ended up kind of giving themselves enough cushion to hold on down the stretch. One of the things about this team that is highly underpublicized, and this is sort of an unusual stat to throw out on the table, they've only squandered three double-digit leads and losses mm -hmm. this wow. season. You look league-wide, the average is probably six or seven because of the modern game, because of the three-point right. shot. The Lakers had squandered eight or nine. Um, the Thunder have 12 wins coming back from double-digit deficits. But last night would, be, would have been a classic example of the building resettling in, mm -hmm. the Lakers kind of winning it for LeBron. LeBron yeah. was a non-factor in the fourth quarter, score only one bucket. It's like, I'm spent. <laughs> I, I've, I've done my, my duty tonight, and I'm going to go watch uh, my guys hopefully rally and, and get it done. But the Thunder were having none of it. And while it's only a footnote, as it'll be recognized historically, the Thunder actually won the game. It's far more than that for them at this yeah. specific moment in their development. Yeah, because we need to talk about the context surrounding this game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in the game, in the arena, was such an intense atmosphere. But before that, the night before, the Thunder lost the game to the Warriors that they felt like they really let one go. They just kind of let it slip. They didn't play their characteristic style, their identity of basketball. And this was their opportunity in this arena in against LeBron James and the Lakers to respond. And for the youngest team in the NBA, it was 
truly quite a challenge. Like that's that's about as challenging as it gets, having to respond after a tough loss on the second night of a back-to-back against a very tough opponent. And that's what the Thunder did. And it took everyone on the floor to get it done. Against a team that they haven't played this season. Right. And, oh, by the way, Jalen Williams, J-Dub, is getting an assignment that he's never had before as, as a rookie against LeBron James. Jalen Williams, J-Will, is getting an assignment on Anthony Davis, a player that he's never seen before. These are right. two rookies going up against Hall of Fame players mm-hmm. in their very first time on the second night of a back-to-back. The Thunder's regular rotation laden with four guys that are either uh, you know rookies or second-year guys in that starting lineup to go alongside Shea, who, again, was masterful in this mm-hmm. one. Um, that mid-range left-wing jumper where he just seemed to evade four different defenders yeah. on the same possession was absolutely stunning. It's become automatic. But, <laughs> but the Thunder's response, not only in the game like you discussed, but before the game as you're alluding to, Paris, mm-hmm. it, incredible. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is that to win on the road in the NBA, you've got to come up with crowd quieting plays mm-hmm. when the other team mm-hmm. is murmuring and rising. And that was a night where the crowd was electric until history was made. And then they settled back in the fourth quarter and were more like a typical Laker crowd, right. which yes. only is up and excited <laughs> when there's massive things going on, like a 14 nothing run. Um, so I thought the Thunder answered every bell last night, mm-hmm. especially with offense. And I felt like that would be the key in the game. Fight fire with fire. This is a, an explosive offensive team that can be vulnerable to being run back at. And yep. the Thunder, even after makes, even after big moments, they were not deterred in coming back down the floor, knocking down threes, finding open shots, playing connected basketball, mm-hmm. which the Lakers did not play at critical junctures of that game. And I think it spoke about the development where both of these teams are. But to the credit of the Thunder, uh, and I was asked by Bill McDonald, their TV play-by-play voice, and John Ireland, radio play-by-play voice, how do you differentiate – the, the yeah. Jalen Williams, I said, you better get it right because both guys are going to have big nights in terms of minute volume and, and the roles they play, and they both did. I think when you look at J-Dub and what he did in that game to mm-hmm. short-circuit big Laker possessions time after time after time with six steals, and then to be as aggressive and assertive as he was offensively, right. it's been a cluster recently where he's not taken many shots. Last night, he sort of took that one by the throat and went after it in every facet, which was incredibly impressive. And if Jay Will is not the modern big man in the NBA with the stat line he put up last night, 14 points, he made two three-pointers, seven rebounds, seven assists, two drawn charges. He excelled with a spotlight as bright as it can be. So mm-hmm. I think when you look at the future of both of those guys in their rookie seasons, last night a sign of dramatic progress. Yeah, let's talk about the Jalen's a little bit deeper here. So Jay Dub finished the game with 25.6 steals, like you mentioned, 10 of 19 from the field, three of six from the three-point line. And what stands out to me most when I look at Jalen's performance tonight, it's something that I've seen over the course of the season is that this rookie does not get rattled. Yeah. At all. Nothing really phases him. Remember, he had that injury at the, st- at the start of the season. He was out for three games, came back, and he was still learning. He was growing. But with every experience, he just kind of took steps forward. He didn't get too high, never got too low. And this is the game to really put that on display when there's so much happening around the game, in the game. He put together a, a really solid, really efficient 40-minute performance. I just want to use a phrase that Mark Dagnall used, which is he just plays the possession. Yeah. And you could really see both of the Jalens do that in the game. And it's remarkable because the self-talk that Mark Dagnall d- described in that 10-minute mm-hmm. hiatus was all internal within the team. They were Shea really kind of took some charge there and made sure that everyone was really <clears throat> focused on the task at hand. And I think that... Um, internal focus, it didn't require the coaching staff to come in and 
give this reminder speech that, hey, right. we've got a job to do. Don't get lost in the in the shuffle here. The fact that that was all coming internally, just like it did against Houston the other night back right. at home, is a really good sign of just how much this team is kind of humming with its own process, with its own identity. And I think when it shines through in its rookies, it's when it's most obvious. Jay Will went two for two from three. Neither of those shots were forced. When he got the ball at the top of the key, if he was open, he took the look. When it wasn't, he dropped off an incredible bounce pass to a backdoor cut on by Josh Giddy. I mean, these are just plays that were being made within the flow. There was confidence to be able to attack a matchup, but then there was also the restraint to play within the, inside the team structure, and yeah. J-Dub personified that. Th this was a moment to me that stood out, and it's one of those that may go unnoticed. LeBron blasted down the lane, ran into Jay will mm -hmm. help Jay, Jalen Williams up yeah. after drawing a charge. It's like, dude, that was a heck of a play. <laughs> yeah. and, and to get the respect from that iconic figure in his rookie season, doing one of the things that Jay will is known for and was at Arkansas leading the NCAA in charges drawn a season ago, um, I think was pretty special. Um, and it, it really, you know, there are a lot of things that went on in the framework of that night. There were surreal moments to have been present for what we saw unfold historically, but then to see the development of this young squad, mm -hmm. which I think honestly the Lakers in the league would have liked that they just sort of absorb the moment, stand on the side, let the Lakers win by 20 and sort of move on. Mm -hmm. That's not what happened. And I think the league takes notice at the way the Thunder stood their ground last night. This team, time and time again, shows their response, their resilience, their competitive fire. They're not just going to let something slide. You mentioned that Houston series and how Coach Dagnall said after that first loss in Houston, he didn't show the team any clips, didn't show them any film. He said, it's up to you guys to respond. He learned in that moment that you don't have to overcoach this team. They are so internally motivated. And in this moment in Los Angeles, inside of Crypto.com Arena, we saw that internal motivation. This team wants to win and they are fired up. And really everybody that played in this game had had an impact on the game. I think of a guy like Isaiah Joe who yep. steps in and knocks down big time three-pointer after big time three-pointer in that fourth quarter. I think of Mike Muscala who stepped in yep. and knocked down a couple of threes. That's 16. Everybody yeah. exactly. Everybody that stepped onto the floor had the same mindset. They were all locked in and bought in about competing and fighting to win. Yeah, and your leader stepped up the way that you have to and you talked about mm -hmm. these deflating moments, Matt. The one that stands out to me for sure 4.41 to go in the fourth quarter. Shea hits a three. Yep. Very next possession, he just rips the ball out of Dennis Schroeder's hands, gets fouled, and that absolutely quieted that crowd. Yeah. And it, it, the Lakers had cut the, the lead to about eight points at, at, at that point. It had gotten up to 11 on the three-pointer by Shea, and then suddenly OKC's got the ball back. And, and I think Shea has a soft-spoken demeanor about him in general. He has a joy for the game. We all know that. We see that. We see how he celebrates with teammates. We see how he ignites the team in, in more in a soft-spoken way. I think we've seen more overt leadership from him recently. Mm -hmm. Beginning the night against Houston, in the aftermath of that, really poor performance against yeah. the Rockets the, the previous game, comes out, goes for 20 in the opening quarter, and lets his teammates know, we're not losing tonight. In fact, we'll leave no doubt. This is our <laughs> night. This is our game. Yep. We're far better than we were in Houston, and we're going to show that in this one. And, and he certainly ignited that charge. But I think we're seeing the growth of this team. And, and it's, yeah. qu it's quantifiable. It's palpable right now. And how can you not like what you're seeing from a group that – 
now systematically is generating 30 plus assists, is scoring 125, 130 among mm-hmm. league leaders in scoring. They're, they're top 10 in defensive rating. I mean, there's a lot going on here that the league is taking notice of. This is not just a, a nice little story. It's becoming bigger right. seemingly by the game as the season wears on. And the beautiful thing about all of this, particularly this big leap that we've seen this season offensively, no major offseason trades, no coaching change. The Thunder hasn't had the services of the number two overall pick in, the, yeah. in last year's draft. This organization understands the value of letting a plant settle in its soil as opposed to ripping it out of the dirt and putting it somewhere that might be might have more sunlight in that yep. moment. And, and I think this is an example of what can happen when continuity is allowed to flourish. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very exciting to see how much more uh, there is to come and, and this long runway ahead. And I think what speaks to that even more is what J-Dub told me before the game I asked him about going into this game and the unique experience that's surrounding it. And he said, we're young and this is a really good experience for us. And we're going to go out there. We're going to fight. We're going to compete. And at the end of the game, asked him the same question again. What was it like in this unique experience? He said, we got better as a team tonight. And you can see it. You can feel it. This group is latching on to every experience, soaking it up and taking it with them into the next one. And we're starting to see that snowball build and build and build throughout this season. So the Thunder has one more game on this West Coast road trip. It's going to be up in Portland. And the team heads back home for two more games inside of Paycom Center before the All-Star break. You can catch all those games on Valley Sports Oklahoma. And you can listen to him on the radio with Mr. Matt Pinto (laughs) on WWLS Sports Animal and the Thunder Radio Network. Mr. Pinto, thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be with you. Thanks, Matt. All right, that wraps up today's podcast. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producer. And until next time, Thunder up and catch you later.